really the goal is just to use our stories to bring veterinary medicine to life for the pet caretakers of the world. Uh, and we're doing it because we believe that educating these caretakers is the most powerful thing that we can do to improve the life quality of all of the pets that we love. Okay, hi everybody. Dr. Natalie Keith. Dr. Mariah Goodall. And this is Vet Tales. And we're talking about heartworms today. Heartworms, I know. And it was like, I don't know, I guess I was thinking about like, what can we talk about that is applicable right now? And heartworms are just always applicable. Yeah, we diagnose them year round. Absolutely. Um, even if the animals are, are getting them, like, you know, in July, you can't even tell they had them until January. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, we've got that six-month lag. I know, yeah. We're going to get into all that. So um, don't you guys worry. We're going to explain <laughs> all the craziness about heartworms today because it is literally the most likely disease your dog is to actually catch of all the things that we're preventing in mm -hmm. our routine prevention plans. Yeah. I mean, I will often tell clients like, hey, if we can only do one thing today, yep. um, we gotta get your dog legal on rabies, but yep. then yep. Like, heartworms. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm sorry, my, my dog's making all sorts of drama noise in the back, drinking and walking with his nail clicking. Someday we'll have a better setup when the tornado drama is behind us and yeah. we have a proper building. But for now, we're in a work trailer with my dog in the background, so. Yep. It's fine. Yeah, there's no construction today though, so that's nice, it's nice that and quiet nice. out there. It's good timing. Anyway, so um, that's, yeah, that's our problem. Um, heartworms, though, that could be your problem. Could be. You want to tell them about what heartworms are? Or like? Yeah, so they are a literal worm. Um, they can get quite long, like yeah. up to a foot long. Yeah, it's creepy. And like spaghetti. Yeah, yeah, they look just disgusting um when they come like if you've ever seen one like actually in like a preserved heart mm -hmm. it's it's a, a little terrifying it's yes. like a horror movie honestly honestly yeah just worms crawling about in the heart yeah. nobody needs that no no one does uh but yeah they live they live in the heart they live in the major vessels of the lungs and so they um they they block that blood flow from from flowing appropriately and it's like living in the hallway yeah between the heart and the lung you're like can you scoot over <laughs> like this is only four foot wide yeah you're you're backing <laughs> up traffic here honest honestly <laughs> when you back up traffic in the heart it's a problem you have a, a big problem yeah because uh, you're now your heart has to work harder uh you have the potential of growing clots and damaging, you know, organs that are nowhere near the heart, mm -hmm. like your, your kidneys and your liver. Because um, they all need blood. They all need blood. And if you have little clots or little bits of heartworm floating around. Yeah, ew. Yeah. Isn't that disgusting? Bits of heartworm floating around. <laughs> yeah, it is disgusting. <laughs> and then they'll create, yeah, the little emboli or, you know, the mm -hmm. clots, as you're saying. So, um, yeah. I mean, just the thought of worms in your heart should be enough yeah i think people get really grossed out by like tapeworms yeah because we you can, can see, see them. them but honestly i think heartworms are a little bit more disgusting because like you know technically your gi tract isn't in your body yeah it's like yeah it's like a tube that passes through, <laughs> through your, your body, body. yeah that's so weird i never <laughs> It's like those um, those toys that you play with that you hold on the outside yeah. and they keep sliding. Yeah. It's like that hole. Yeah, That's your it is. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I mean, technically those worms are not 
you know, they, they still cause problems, but heartworms are actually, like, physically in your body, oh, in your fast. bloodstream. Yeah. Yeah, in the most important organ you have. Besides maybe your brain, which there is a brain worm in deer, but we're not going to go there right now. <laughs> Whole different topic. Whole different topic. That would be podcast number 412. Right. When we, <laughs> we had to start talking about deer brain tours. We're like, what do we talk about today? Yeah. Uh, we haven't covered brain worms and deer yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, oh, let's get back on track. Yeah. This is what happens with Dr. Goodall and I sit down for a podcast together. <laughs> uh, it's the ping pong effect. Okay. So these, yeah, these worms, and they're uh, they're coming actually from mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. So people like love to think that their animals can't get like ticks or something because it's not in their environment. Mm-hmm. But you know, mosquitoes they are not hindered by like fences or anything or even necessarily walls yeah like a lot of people are like oh my my dog uses potty pads and yeah. never goes outside but i see mosquitoes especially in the winter because we have all these different species of mosquitoes in the winter those little zebra legged ones have you seen them mm-hmm. with the black and the white mm-hmm. um they're a relatively new species to oklahoma and those suckers will they can live down to like 20 degrees fahrenheit or something yeah and of course it's 72 degrees in your house Mm-hmm. Usually, they're about. They love it. They love it. So that you find them, like, in your bathtub or, like, in your closet, you know, near the bathroom because mm-hmm. it's, like, high moisture. Um, and they're quite happy to be inside. They are. They yeah. Lo- yeah. They, they love being inside, and they will find it. I mean, yeah. they're drawn to your home. Yeah. Uh, and they can sniff you out. And then they wait for you to open the door. And so even if your dog doesn't go outside. You do. You do. I know, and I tell people all the time, this is probably not okay to say, but they'll be like, well, my dog's an inside dog. He only goes out to potty. And I was like, well, I'm an inside person, and I don't even go outside to potty, and I still get mosquito bites right? every year. <laughs> so I'm just saying. Uh-huh. Uh, all dogs are at risk. Yes, absolutely. So, for sure. And cats, we can see it in cats, but it is way less common because they're not the intended host. Mm-hmm. So even though they may be getting bit by the same mosquito, it's less likely for that disease to be unrecognized by the immune system and actually set up shop in your cat. Yeah. It's a problem when it does. It, yes, it is. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll get into cats a little bit too on that. So we don't, again, I feel like we lean heavy on dogs, but <clears throat> this particular disease does. Does, yeah. I mean. Coyotes, wolves, yeah, fox. Foxes, yeah. Yeah. Luckily, not people. Oh, help me. <laughs> you have to be, like, so severely immune-compromised. I know. Like, I've, I've often wondered. I was like, it, can I take heartworm prevention and flea and tick chews? Because I'd do it. Right? I mean, yeah. I would take Nexgard in a heartbeat. 100%. If If I, it meant that I got no ticks yeah. from these uh, patients of ours that come in with them. <laughs> I just had a dog yesterday with a tick on it, which I know is not what we're talking about today. But, again, this is, you know, it's been below freezing a couple of times, mm-hmm. and we're still, we'll see ticks all year round, and yeah. mosquitoes as well. So. I have a, a video on my phone of, like, four or five ticks crawling on Sadie, and I think it was, like, January 3rd. Yeah. I, yeah, I have no doubts. Those little suckers are, like, ready for the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. They don't care. No. Yeah, they don't. And mosquitoes, well, I'm actually talking about today. <laughs> I know, sorry. <laughs> um, I have a, it's my video, it's a picture of mosquitoes on Shadow, my, my horse, and mm-hmm. um, like February. Yeah. Last year I took a picture of a mosquito in my closet in January. Uh-huh. And then have you, um, there's this, he's a veterinary uh, technician, and he does a whole lot of really funny videos 
Um, and he, like, one one of those videos that he does, like, I don't remember if it's, like, on YouTube or Facebook or whatever. Like, I'm not super great at being on social media. <laughs> but Sandra, will, one of our technicians, will send us uh, funny stuff sometimes. Uh-huh. And uh, he actually did an interview one time with a mosquito in his bathtub. <laughs> people don't believe you exist in the winter um what do you have to say about that <laughs> like, that's an imaginary microphone up to this mosquito hanging out in his bathtub i like to die anyway but yeah it's this common idea that we have that we don't have to worry about mosquitoes um all year round but we just absolutely do yes so uh so the mosquitoes then bite said dog mm-hmm. and then it allows this life cycle to continue um where they're um basically we're getting these um, little larvae inserted into the bloodstream and then the larvae then start to migrate through the dog. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to like be in the bloodstream for so long before they can do that, which I think is that like 45 days or something that, that like part of the cycle. Yes. Yeah. Um, before they actually get into tissue and then it can take actually like six more months before they get to the heart and become mature enough to start like producing the antigen that we use to detect heartworms in a patient. So there's that's where earlier we alluded to this, like, you know, you can get bit in July and not detect it till January or or even later is this what we call a pre-patent period, which is the amount of time between infection until it is detectable. And so that's a really obnoxious thing about the heartworm. It is. Yeah. It's really frustrating um, because there's... There's not a lot you can do in that time except wait yeah. and hope yeah. that... And minimize. Yeah. You know, still, you can, as long as they're currently negative on their test, you can still heart, start heart and prevention, mm-hmm. um, which is still helpful from, you know, picking up more mm-hmm. new ones, yeah. which is great. But it's also, like, um, this is probably oversharing, but I had this client once that... Uh, the the husband was coming through from Texas to where she was in, in Pennsylvania and he was he saw tapeworms in the dog's stool and he was like about 20 minutes from our clinic at the mm-hmm. time and he freaks out and he brings his dog to me and I was like sure I can treat the tapeworms but like also that's not the biggest thing we're worried about your dog's not current on vaccines you're not on a heartworm prevention like you've been in Texas this is a working dog he's outside all the time we should protect him and so we um go ahead and do a heartworm test. It's negative. We start him on a heartworm prevention. We update all his vaccines and off he goes to Pennsylvania. And I I assume I'll never see this person again, but he just really loved Northside. So on his way back through to visit family, exactly a year later, he comes from Pennsylvania back through to Texas and stops with us to see us. And this time he has his lovely bride and um, this dog tests positive for heartworms because of course the dog had already picked up heartworms before I had ever met him but it wasn't to the stage where they were detectable yet mm-hmm. and this lady lost her nanners on me like her uncle's a lawyer they're gonna sue me like how dare I and anyway luckily the companies that we work with as far as uh, product um, stuff they were like they have really good guarantees mm-hmm. and technically they hadn't met the criteria for the guarantee because that it hadn't been on prevention for a whole year or, you know, you can get retested at six months. If they'd have been retested in Pennsylvania, it would have tested positive then too. Yeah. But um, they don't have really heartworms in Pennsylvania, so that's not like a huge part of their protocol. In fact, when the dog ends up going to back to Pennsylvania to get treated, um, the Pennsylvania doctor called me and was like, ah, 
here's our like canned estimate for a heart room treatment, but I've never done one before. <laughs> and I was like, we do 15 a month here. So yeah, let me help you. <laughs> um, anyway, so all that to be said, um, we are very, we try to be very transparent about the fact that this, this prepatent period can be really confusing for owners. So mm-hmm. that's kind of why we're harping on this life cycle right now. Yeah. We try yeah we try to explain it as best we can that like you need to come back in six months mm-hmm. for we we call it a test for the guarantee but it's really to make sure that we're yeah, really but, truly negative yeah. now that we started your dog on heartworm prevention yeah i mean another thing i will say to clients that kind of helps their their minds which also might not be okay it's like it's the third time i've said that today, <laughs> is it's like a pregnancy test you have to wait yeah yeah you know it's not like you can just take one the next day you have to wait and so um you know a negative test doesn't mean that you're not pregnant you have to you have to give it time for the test to actually be able to pick up what it's looking for which in this case is the adult female antigens Mm -hmm. so and then there's also another test that we will use on top of that um which is called a microfilaria check um where we're actually looking at it's so much fun i mean it's tragic for the dog but oh it's so rewarding it is so much fun yeah i mean with the dogs already positive then it's not like it's really wrong of us to enjoy seeing the babies because they are their baby their little baby heart little tiny baby ones yeah you put a drop of blood on a microscope slide and they just wiggle it around yeah you look under the microscope and they're moving little blood cells yeah yeah they squish the blood cells around on the slide they're just going to town um, and so the, the great thing about that is that you have this visual confirmation that yes, we have um, not only a female in the heart, but a male, because now we have babies, um, and so we know we have disease. Mm-hmm. But also, um, I guess the downside of that test is that it isn't as sensitive. So yeah. if we um, were to just take a drop of blood and look under a microscope uh, and not see the babies, it doesn't mean you don't have heartworms because it's, you know, think about it, one drop of blood out of the whole dog. The whole dog. Like, yeah, unless you're just riddled with them, you, you yeah. may be missing something. Yeah. Yeah. I got a positive microfilaria check from a toenail trim once. I got one, um, I had done an aspirate of a mass, <gasps> and it had baby heartworms. Oh my gosh, it's epic. <laughs> I know. Oh, holy cow. I was like, okay, so... What kind of mass was it? I think it was a mast cell tumor. Yeah, something kind of vascular yeah, yeah, so I was like, okay, so bad news and more bad news. <laughs> right. Yeah, this is not the diagnosis you were here for. Yeah. Oh, man, that's the worst. <laughs> So, but, yeah. but yeah, they're everywhere. They're they are. anywhere the blood is, the microfilaria can be. Yes. Um, the yeah. microfilaria are the the babies, so they're not. They're they're what the mosquito picks up and yeah. then uses to spread. spread it. Mm-hmm. So when you have a dog that's microfilaria positive, if there's other dogs in the household, like we're like you need to get them in to test them. Yeah, because the closer you live to a dog with heartworms the more likely you are to be exposed to the baby heartworms. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, the same dog is going to get reinfected with his own baby yeah. heartworms. Yeah. So, yeah, so the, the adult makes the babies into the bloodstream. Mosquito comes down, picks them up. Little miracle things happen inside the mosquito tummy. And then they go back down and bite the dog. And that's sort of like like when we think of tick diseases getting transferred through that bite. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. The saliva is kind of pushing out these um, little 
newly developed larvae they've gone through a couple of stages so it's the same same babies are just a little bit older now like toddlers or something (laughs) (laughs) and then they get into the bloodstream and then when they become teenagers they're in the tissue Mm -hmm. and those are impossible to reach like so we we have heartworm prevention to get rid of baby heartworms yeah and we have adult decides to get rid of adult heartworms but the juveniles they're just like all teenagers you just can't get rid of them yeah and that's why when we get into treatment it's such a prolonged process it really is oh yeah you guys are going to want to prevent whenever you hear us go over treatment yeah I know whenever I'm talking about treatment with owners that have a positive they're just like their eyes get bigger and bigger I know and I'm like just wait hold on time out I'm going to write it all down yeah time out (laughs) we're going to have this all for you but I just need to yeah speak through it with you first yeah I'm going to say the words once and then you can read them ad nauseum yeah um okay so before we get too far into treatment um we started to talk a little bit about it, but let's talk about what happens to the patient if we have heartworms that go undetected. So, yeah, they will get um, lesions in their heart. They get these uh, thickening of the heart, thickening of those blood vessels. And and so what, what happens is these dogs will actually go into congestive heart failure, um, yeah. right-sided heart failure. You'll get dogs with... Um, cough sometimes but actually for a lot of dogs like the first thing we see is that their bellies fill with fluids i know yeah uh, if the cough is there it's usually on activity yeah like when they get worked up because the long the worms start to kind of like it irritate the lung as it's like the heart's pumping really hard mm-hmm. and they'll kind of trigger a cough reflex yeah but yeah the the abdominal effusion um or the belly full of fluid is, mm-hmm. is a lot of times the first one yeah and so you know by the time we're there of course, we still want to treat, but we've got to stabilize the heart first. Yeah, it's a whole lot scarier. It is a whole lot scarier. And more steps. And mm-hmm. and some of these dogs don't make it mm-hmm. uh, after we've reached that stage. And, and you'll also sometimes get dogs coming in, you know, in that, um, what's it called? Cavill syndrome? Cavill. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, tomato, tomato. They yeah, said Cavill when I was in school, like Vena Cava. I don't know. <laughs> I think it probably doesn't matter. I had one of those right out of school. Mm-hmm. It was a boxer named Cash, and he was peeing straight blood. That's why the owners brought him in. And I don't understand the mechanism of that, but when we, we he actually survived. Um, I was like, listen, he may die when we treat him, but I know for a fact he will die if we don't. Mm-hmm. And so owners went ahead and let me treat him. And he ended up, he actually did develop right-sided heart failure as a 12-year-old, but he was two when I treated him for cable syndrome. Wow. Yep. He was an early achiever. Yeah, he was. Like a child prodigy of heartworm I know, he patients. must have gotten, like, heartworms, like, at, right Like, at birth, yes. <laughs> yeah. Born outside pop, in the backyard next to a pond. <laughs> Just was like, oh, this is a new one. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was it was a wild ride, but, um, but yeah, we actually um, were able to, his, his heart repaired. Mm-hmm. You know, we were able to treat, and his heart was not in heart failure for a full 10 years before he got, like, normal boxer old heart. Mm-hmm. So awesome. Yeah. That's those are rewarding cases. Yeah, it was yeah. I mean it was a nail biter yeah, for I'm, sure. I'm sure. So if so I was like out of school for like three months and I was like, I don't know guys. <laughs> this is what we gotta do. Uh, didn't have much of a choice, but no. it worked out. Yeah. So but I have seen I've I've lost one too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a smaller dog, like a kind of like a Westie type mix. And um he was like close to thirteen years old mm-hmm. and he came in right side heart failure with heartworms. And we tried treatment, and um, eventually his heart just continued to to fail. Mm-hmm. So, 
But that's, you know, that that's kind of a whole uh, opposite end of the spectrum on all accounts. So. Right. It is, yeah. Older dog. Yep. Who knows how long the heart had been feeling uh-huh. and all those other factors. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's a serious disease. Definitely untreated. It is fatal. Mm-hmm. It is. And, and, you know, that's that's why we push it so hard. Like, yeah, maybe you've never had a problem with heartworms before. I hear that all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've never had a problem with heartworms. Well, you don't want to. Yeah. Like, by the time you have that first dog with heartworm disease, like, yeah, you're, you, you're SOL a yeah. lot of times. I think the stats on it are, like, one in eight in Pot County or something. Uh-huh. I can't remember. Cap C would have the exact specifics, but I, I feel like, I don't know how, like... I don't know. I feel like in Shawnee that I see way more of it than what it says on Capsi. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you're treating 15 dogs a month for, you know, a year on end, it, the stat starts to feel a little weird mm-hmm. to you. But it's a lot, for sure. It is a lot. And, a lot of dogs. And, you know, prevention, you know, when we get into cost and, and time and, and stress, prevention is so much less oh yeah i think uh one time we did numbers on it and it was like for your average like let's say 60 pound dog and i don't know if that's average or not but i think that's the number i used for my for the cost comparison Mm -hmm. that um that essentially treating the dog would be similar to seven years of prevention yeah so plus what you did to the dog right and you know like talk about a budget killer <laughs> when you're paying for seven and a half years worth of stuff in one month uh-huh. or two but uh, but anyway yeah it's just an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure every time every time yeah but especially this but time. especially this time <laughs> and rabies yes and rabies that's especially yeah uh, mercy okay so we talked a little bit about how we diagnose it already with our um, antigen test. So the, we're just taking a sample of blood, we're running it through um, this, it's like, a, it's called an ELISA test, but essentially it's like a pregnancy test for heartworms. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then we'll double check with the microfilaria. And then once we've confirmed that your dog has heartworms, now we've got to treat it. Mm-hmm. And that's a long conversation. It is a long conversation. It's a long process. Yeah. It starts that day that we diagnose your dog. Uh, we send you with a whole month's worth of antibiotics. Mm-hmm. To kill the Wolbachia. The Wolbachia. I had to say it. <laughs> it's the bacteria that lives inside the worm um, that kind of gives it its strength. I think of it like a cow that's got to have bacteria in their gut to digest food or like even our microflora. We're all more aware of it than we used to be 20 years ago that we all have these important bacteria. Um, so we, we get rid of those. In the heartworm. Mm -hmm. And that will, that does a a couple of things. Mm -hmm. It, It does weaken the heartworms, makes them much more susceptible to our treatment. Uh, it also is going to reduce our risk of anaphylaxis. Yeah. Uh, so you could potentially, when you're treating heartworms, have a really severe allergic reaction mm-hmm. to even to the baby heartworms. When you, if you start the wrong prevention on a dog that has baby heartworms or microfilaria, you can cause anaphylaxis. Mm-hmm. So um, we're very careful about testing dogs before we start prevention, and also or and or using preventions that don't create anaphylaxis. Yeah. Um, so like ProHeart, Advantage Multi, NextGuard Plus, those are all drugs that you can use in a dog with heartworms without creating anaphylaxis. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Yeah. So, so yeah, treat and, and doing the getting rid of the Wolbachia also helps. But yeah, using the right prevention mm-hmm. and knowing if this dog is positive or negative mm-hmm. is so important. Yep. Um, before you start that prevention. Yep. Uh, so after the month of doing antibiotics plus plus prevention, because we're starting it that day too. Yes. Uh, whatever we decide to do, I think a, most of our heartworm positives have started opting to do ProHeart. Yeah, I feel like at our hospital, that is the strong, overly represented prevention of choice for mm-hmm. these heartworm positive dogs. Yeah. It, it's just it's, so easy. Yeah, your compliance is 100% on that. Yeah. We give the shot, you're done for a year. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Like, you don't have to worry about it. When you're trying to think about twice-a-day antibiotics and, you know, and got to do your cages and you got to do your shots and then you got to, you know, your take-home meds, it's like one less thing. One less thing to worry about. Honestly, I use ProHard on my dogs. Same. Because it's one less thing to worry about. 100%. <laughs> yes. Oh, great. So, all of my dogs are on ProHard. Yes. Even though we get samples of everything else, too, I know. I'm like, I don't need it. And I, yeah, and I love a, lo- a lot of other products, you know, mm-hmm. so I'll use it for, you know, my family's dogs or yeah. whatever. But, um, so I got nothing against a lot of other products, but for this girl who has a hard time just remembering to not put her keys in the refrigerator, like, ProHeart's one less thing. One less thing, yeah. Yeah. And- so ProHeart, it's an injection, but it lasts for uh, 12 months, or there's a six-month option, uh, but yeah, I do the 12-month option because then it, I just do it with their vaccines and everything's yeah. do it once. As long as they're a year old, that's the mm-hmm. way to go. Yes. One is. and done. Sure is. So after we do our prevention and we do our month of antibiotics, then we take about a month off. It doesn't have to be exactly a month, but that way we can allow those heartworms to kind of mellow. Uh, you know, without their Wolbachia, they, mm-hmm. they kind of uh, continue to decline. And also, so we talked about those mm-hmm. heartworms that were in the tissues. We want those guys to have time to come out of the tissue and into the heart. That way, when we're treating, we're treating everything mm-hmm. that that dog has. So we do take a little bit of time after starting the prevention because the prevention is going to get rid of that that 45 day in the blood that Dr. Keith had mentioned earlier. That's why we do every 30 days on our oral heartworm preventions. To make sure we're beating that cycle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So so those guys are getting eliminated by our heartworm prevention, but then we have those L3 and L4, so so larva, stage three and stage four that live in the tissue and they've got to have their time to come Mm -hmm. out. Yeah, which can be up to, I mean, by the time you take your 45 days out, you can still have four months, mm-hmm. and so you're really trying to drag your treatment yeah. along. And the slower you do it, the less traumatic it is for the body, too. Yes. Like, Time. if we just treated them all on day one, we'd have a whole lot of really sick dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I always I always talk think about it, like, so when we get ready to do the adult treatment, we're giving imidacide, uh, which is the brand we use, but malarsamine. They used to use arsenic back when I was, like, I don't know, probably 20 years ago. Like, they were, they were phasing it out as I was starting yeah. to tech. I mean, malarsamine's just a fancy, fancy yeah, word for arsenic. arsenic. <laughs> yeah, it's not as toxic. Not so. as toxic. Yes, it is And the dose, I feel like, is is less intense, mm-hmm. you know, so it's just a, a muted version. Um, we like to call it malarsamine, <laughs> which doesn't at all sound like arsenic. arsenic. <laughs> and um, so we, but it actually dogs do tolerate it really, really well. Mm-hmm. But essentially we're giving that, that first shot and, um, and then it's essentially starting to kill off the weaker 
mm-hmm. of the worms. And so we're not killing all the worms at once because we're going to do one shot mm-hmm. the first month. Yeah, and, and the goal of the way we dose it is that that first month about half of the yeah. worms die. Yeah. And so that way, yeah, we are kind of staging mm-hmm. the heartworm death. Yeah, and just decreasing the, the overload on the system. Because, you know, this is the way I always talk about it with clients is that, um, and it, it only works if you've seen the movie Independence Day, mm-hmm. which, you know, so you have to be at least so old for this. Right. To like, work. I think anyone or to be an alien younger buffer, than me probably yeah. would not. But Will Smith, uh, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, who's yeah. my favorite actor of all time. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, basically, you know, I think about it as, like, the the heartworms are, like, these little alien spaceships with this, like, protective coating that no one can see them. Mm-hmm. And uh, the immune system has no idea these heartworms are there. But then we're giving the, you know, the worm, the virus, if you will, as I, they did to the alien ships. Now, all of a sudden, this protective <laughs> barrier is gone. And the immune system's like, excuse me? you don't belong here. Yeah. And they just start this massive attack and they start breaking them down and there's explosions, little tiny explosions everywhere as the worm's breaking down and like antigens are being released everywhere and the <laughs> immune system gets angry and there's inflammation involved with this process. It's like think of a splinter in your thumb. You know, if you can't get it out, it'll, it'll get swollen and poofy and red and like blech will come out when you squish <laughs> it. That's the same thing that's happening because the body's trying to break down this unwanted tissue yep. of the thorn. Well, the same thing. The heartworm is now foreign material that has been seen by the immune system. It's no longer invisible and there's this massive attack happening. Mm-hmm. So we want to make that happen slower, more strategically so the body can handle that inflammation without creating clots in the lungs or too much inflammation in the lung or even more heart disease. Mm-hmm. So that's, sorry. <laughs> You're fine. That's my hand. I was just <laughs> laughing at the should, visual. Yeah, y'all should have seen the hand gestures too that went along with that. There's so many, so many. <laughs> I like to talk with my hands. No, I'm sorry you're missing that today. If we had put on makeup, we might have videoed this yeah, one. No. But no, no video for us today. I also did not blow dry my hair this morning. So. But it's got the natural wave I like. It's very 70s vibe okay. when you do it that way. So I totally, I, I feel like it feels intentional. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Uh, it's still got the cat scratch healing on your nose. I do, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think it's going to scar a little bit. No, it'll go away over time. It will go it away over so time. It looks so much better than last week. Yeah, last yeah. week it was rough. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> cats. Yeah, See, cats. I told you we were going to talk about cats. You're right. Here we go. <laughs> cats don't get treated for no. heartworms. No. Oh, you just, no. Yeah, that'd be really bad. You just um, put them on prevention and you yeah. hope for the best. Well, because their immune system already recognizes. So heartworms don't. They don't get a foot long in cats. They get a couple inches. Uh, and the cats, their immune system is constantly attacking it. So we'll have cats that present with, like, almost asthma-like symptoms. Yes. Because they are so, their immune response is so intense on that heartworm. Yeah. That They're already in Independence Day. Yes. The alien attack was never hidden no. from them. No. They, they, um naturally had the virus they had the gift yes of the seeing <laughs> yes. through the shield right off the bat yes uh, so so with cats yeah we don't treat them except to manage the symptoms that we're seeing from the heartworms so some of those cats will need to go on uh, steroids for for quite a while because it can take a while for their immune system to really get rid of that heartworm and then those cats, we definitely want to put on a heartworm prevention. Really, all cats yeah. should also be on a heartworm prevention. Because it can just cause sudden death in cats. Yes. And so preventing is more than, uh, it's more than an ounce to a pound. It's like an ounce to like 12 pounds or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, like you really want to make sure your cats are protected. 
Mm-hmm. And we have seen a, a few positive cats. Yeah, we, we have. Do. If we test your, your cat for feline leukemia and feline AIDS, then we we are also actually testing them for heartworms. Yeah, and sometimes they can have heartworms and be negative because if they happen to have one worm and it's a male, mm-hmm. or if the female isn't big enough to create the antigen mm-hmm. uh, or healthy enough, then um, then it'll still be negative even though the cat has heartworms and they'll just have asthma-like symptoms. Yeah, that we can't actually directly link to the heartworm, even that's what's ca- even if that's what's causing it. Yeah, if we get really suspicious, we can send off for an a heartworm antibody test, mm-hmm. but that, you know, so many of our cats are also exposed to heartworms. Yeah, because that, that just tells you were they or were they not exposed. Yeah, so so it, it does get really tough mm-hmm. on cats to know. Um, so yeah, but cats... The Nexgar combo is what we use here. Yes. Because it does the fleas, the ticks, the intestinal parasites, tapeworms, ear mites off-label, and then of course your friendly neighborhood heartworm. Heartworm, yes. Yeah. And there's lots of products. That's just the one we prefer. Yeah, Revolution Plus is another one. So broad spectrum. Mm-hmm. Even Advantage Multi. Yeah. Um, we'll do heartworms. Yeah. It uh, just doesn't do ticks, which is one reason why we prefer yeah. one of the other products. Cause yeah, Oklahoma and Oklahoma ticks. Oklahoma and ticks and cats. Equals and dead cat. Yeah. Ticks. <laughs> uh huh. It's so scary. Bobcat fever is another episode. Yeah. All in of itself. That will just be about cats. It will just be about cats. It'll be a really sad episode about cats. <sighs> Although I had one live. One. One. Was he from Arkansas? No. I literally... Uh, t- okay, next podcast. Sorry. <laughs> okay. That's a whole other tale. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I made them bring the cat back in to, to clear it because I was like, you're lying. Your okay. cat's not alive. <laughs> it was amazing. No. I sent him home with a death sentence. I was like, he's going to die. Yeah. And they're like, okay, well, can we make him comfortable? And I was like, absolutely. And they called back a week later and they're like, can we have some more of the make him comfortable meds? And I was like, can I... See your cat, please. <laughs> and he cleared it. That's First one ever. Yeah, and I did nothing. I just gave him pain meds. That's amazing. Yeah, so maybe there's hope for Oklahoma. Maybe. Maybe it's coming. Anyway. Yes, we digress. So, all right. Um, so we talked about kind of first dose of the malarsamine or aminoside, um, or what's Diroban? Diroban, the yeah. The other, other brand name product. Mm-hmm. So, so they're both malarsamine products. They're just made by different companies. Mm-hmm. Which um, is nice because if one goes on back order, you have a yes. plan B. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because it used to be just aminoside. And I remember having to stall on heartworm preventions, um, okay. I mean what? treatments for a couple of months to mm-hmm. get product. And then also, if you've ever had, um, if you've ever been through this process, you'll notice that we schedule all of our heart room treatments for the same day. Mm-hmm. It's because once you mix this drug, it's only good for like 24, 24 hours. Yeah, 24 hours. And so we, we put all the dogs together so that when we mix the vials, it all gets utilized. So we're never wasteful of that and helps keep your costs down to you, but yeah. also just being resourceful. Mm-hmm. Making sure that we have enough we for have everybody. Enough, yeah. You know, because, yeah, you don't, you definitely don't want to be wasteful. Because, yeah, I remember multiple times mm-hmm. aminocytes got on back order. Yeah. And you, you might be in the middle of a treatment for a dog. Yeah. Yeah. And they just have to sit in limbo uh-huh. for step two, which is where we yep. are now. Yep. Where we are now. So step two um, happens a month after that first injection. And they come back for injections two and three, which are 24 hours apart. And once again, our goal is to kill that other half of the heartworms, but we have to do those two back-to-back to to knock them all out because we're using really the same dose, Mm -hmm. but we do kind of want to spread it out a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we talked about it being arsenic. It's really 
hard on the tissue. We, we a, do. Yeah, the local localized tissue gets really yeah. upset um, sometimes. These dogs, so we do this in the back. Uh, the injections in the back and the reason for that we actually didn't know for a little bit we ended up looking it up yeah <laughs> yeah because all of these things by the way are from the american heartworm association so yeah. we're following their protocols to the t to the t yes because we want to make sure we are taking care of your pet and doing yeah the best research yes. um the most modern approach mm-hmm. and all the things yeah but the reason we do it in the back is because it actually causes a lot of, of inflammation and even sometimes a little bit of muscle necrosis. And so those back muscles, they're really thick and big. If you know, if you're a deer hunter, it's like, you, know, you think about the back strap muscles. Or like when you're like, oh, my back hurts and you put your hand right on your lower back, uh-huh. those are the muscles. Those, those are, are the paxial muscles. muscles. Yeah, those ones that, you know, are, are yeah, thick and um, really dense. And so those are the muscles we're going for because those are the ones that are big enough to handle all of the inflammation of this injection. If you do it in a leg, like you actually have a great potential for it to like abscess out. Yeah. Um, and, and really cause a lot of problems with those those thinner muscles. Yeah, and then we even have to like, once you get the injection, you have to put, put pressure, pressure with your thumb over the injection site for a while um, to keep the liquid from like oozing upward. Coming back out. Because if it gets into the subcutaneous tissue, you'll get abscesses. I mean, mm-hmm. we don't see it very often, so I don't want to make it sound too terrifying. Like, terrifying enough that you'll prevent your dogs from getting heartworms, but right. not so terrifying that you won't treat them. Because <laughs> <laughs> treating is definitely worth it. Yes. Um, well, and I think it just goes to, to say that, like, you want to make sure that, that your doctor knows what they're doing. Yes. Um, and we, and, and that they're following the American Heartworm Association, or Society, Oh, yeah, I think I said that yeah. wrong. I think I went with AHA at the end there. Yeah, no, it's American Heartworm Society guidelines uh, because those are so so deeply researched to make sure that, that yeah, we're minimizing all those potential side effects um, because we, mm-hmm. we want to make sure that, that, yeah, you don't have a dog who has a major abscess. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we don't want... Yeah, I mean, not that those aren't overcomable, you know, mm-hmm. it just is a bummer. It is a bummer. if we can avoid it, that'd be great. Yeah. Because it is frustrating, too. I mean, we, we do have one on, uh, on occasion that'll do it, and now you're, your dog's already on steroids, typically, but you're, you know, adding antibiotics back in. Mm-hmm. You're having the owner ice it. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, you know, it's one more thing when you're already stressed out over this situation. Yeah, doing all the other yeah. things. Yeah. And I think that does uh, bring up a good point. You know, a lot of times, or actually the standard is to send them home on steroids and gabapentin, so which is actually a relatively new yeah. addition to the Heartworm Society's guidelines. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what we do, it is, is they go do. home on steroids and gabapentin for... Uh, to help decrease inflammation response and for any pain relief in those back muscles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, you it's can, sore. It, they do get sore. You can see it when they're here. Uh, you know, you'll have this dog that's, like, bouncing around the kennel in the morning, and then about an hour after the injection, they're, they're like, laying down, yeah, yeah. <laughs> looking at you. Or like, they pant more. Yeah. Yeah, so I feel, I feel good about adding those uh, pain relievers and decreasing that inflammation. Mm-hmm for them to get them through that, especially the first couple of days. Yeah. And the gabapentin does a lot of good, I think, in helping keep these pets calm. So true. So one thing we haven't talked about yes. yet a whole lot is is as these heartworms are dying, they're breaking up into chunks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you do not want your dog taking big, deep breaths when you have this, like, partially decaying heartworm in yeah. their lung. 
No. Uh, because then you're going to get even larger chunks breaking off, and then that's going to go um, through their lung and cause, you, you know, basically block parts of their... Yeah, cut off blood flow to an area of the lung. Yeah. It's bad news bears. It is bad news bears. And you can have you can have sudden death after heartworm treatment yeah. if you're letting your dog run amok. Yeah, so I mentioned the Westie. The only... So, I, again, like 15 dogs over the course of... 13 years and multi or like 15 dogs a month mm-hmm. not every month do we do that many but let's just say i treat 100 dogs a year so if i'm in like 100 and wait i can't do math 13 years someone just let me know how many that is a lot 1300 thank you and i've uh i've lost two the other dog that i lost was my first year out of school and he was an australian shepherd and he came in for his heart run treatment and I said, okay, mom, no more running the fence line for the next two months. Cause he was a car chaser. He likes to run out along the fence line. Da, 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 da. And, um, okay. Okay. She says, and he comes back in after treatment two weeks later and he's thrown a clot in his lung and, um, was having a hard time breathing. La, la, la. So we actually treated him and he did really, really well. And was I released him back out into the wild with his mom two days later, and he's happy again and pink and, and breathing normally and all mm-hmm. these things. Two weeks later, he comes back in again. He's thrown another clot, and he died that time because she would not keep him exercise restricted. Mm-hmm. Um, and because he just, she let him back out in the backyard again. Mm-hmm. He went to chasing cars and threw another clot two weeks later, and I was just like, yeah. And I, it still breaks my heart to this day. I'm still slightly irritated, if you can't tell. <laughs> Well, it is, you know, so frustrating. It's like, I'm what I'm asking you to do is not only best for your pet, but it's also a finite amount of time. Mm-hmm. And if you need help. It is a tough couple of months. It I is. get that. Yes. But. Leash walks outside, especially if your dog's a runner. You know, if mm-hmm. you got a couch potato dog, this is going to be easy peasy for you. <laughs> you know, congratulations if this is a basset hound. Yeah. You just struck the lottery <laughs> of cage restriction. Yeah, you're, you're not going to notice a difference. No difference at all. <laughs> but if you have a husky or an Australian shepherd or, you know, a dog that loves squirrels, like, leash walks outside. Mm-hmm. Even sometimes in the house, I tell yeah, people you've got with, dogs. with dogs that, yeah, are going to, you know, run to the door every time the doorbell rings, like, they may need to be on a leash in the house uh, mm-hmm. so that you can keep them from kamikaze off the couch and barking at the window. Yeah. And kennels. Yeah. And, you know, the story with the Australian Shepherd was, again, one in 1,300, as mm-hmm. we decided-ish. Um, <laughs> but the um, but lesser cases can happen where they just, they're coughing more, they don't feel as good. You know, so you just because you don't die from it doesn't mean that it's not still bad. And yeah. so um, the more restricted you can be, the faster they'll heal. Mm-hmm. And they've done, um, like, post-mortem studies on dogs that have had heartworm treatment. And they're seeing damage to liver and kidneys. Um, And they think that's from part of that post-treatment, like, breakdown. And so if we can minimize that, then then we may actually reduce after effects in those distant organs years later. Yeah. Because if you're you're damaging part of your kidneys when your dog is four from heartworm treatment, then we may be seeing kidney disease at seven instead of 12. Right. And so, you know, yeah, it has, it's not even just sudden death. It's can we preserve as much function in this pet as we can? Yeah, damage control. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, we've already got a train wreck. Let's minimize the damage, you know? <laughs> that's, <kinda laughs> that's how we're... Stop the rest of the trains from coming right, through. Right, exactly. No more trains <laughs> until we clear this until track. Until we get this cleared up. <laughs> no but, you know, and it, 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 I remember, too, uh, one of our assistants, Nikki, she had a dog that came... She came to us as an assistant, like a new hire. Um, she's hearing me talk about heartworms, and she's like, oh, I didn't know about heartworms. We check her dog. Sure enough, it has heartworms. And it's got a really big reverse D heart, so the right side of the heart's getting really mm-hmm. big. And we treat the dog, and a year later, we retook her x-rays, and her cardiac silhouette was completely normal. So it is still, awesome. yeah, it's still, you know, the body will do an amazing job of healing, but the less damage we can cause in the meantime, mm-hmm. the better. The better. The better off we are, for sure. Yep. So, um... I think the moral of the story here is prevention is mm-hmm. key. Yes. And get your dogs tested every year. Get your dogs tested every year. Just keep on a prevention. We have we have lots of options. We talked about ProHeart pretty extensively because yeah. that's what you and I use. But NextGuard, what is it? NextGuard Plus. NextGuard Plus is the one that has the same. NextGuard Combo is the cat. Yes. And NextGuard Plus is the dog. C f- uh, so C for cat and Plus is like P for puppy. <laughs> okay. That's how I got it. All right, um, so great. next guard is just flea and tick, but next guard plus actually has um, pyrantel in there for a dewormer, and it has moxidectin in it, which is the exact same drug as ProHeart. Uh-huh. So, um, and then you also have like interceptors and milbamycin drug, mm-hmm. and that's got great efic- efic- efficacy. Yeah. So, and you know, there's yeah, there's lots of options if you're like. So, so my I, I use ProHeart for heartworms, but then my flea and tick has to be monthly because if you ask me to remember something every three months, like Brevecto, it doesn't. Yeah. I can't do it either. I'm like, when less. was twelve weeks ago? So, so if you're one of those people who who want you know a monthly product and you don't want to do the injectable or you just want to worry about one thing, yeah, then the the NextGuard Plus is a great option. Yeah, and um, and if you're like my my dad who is retired and his dog is his world and you can remember all the th- you can remember to give brovecto every eight weeks in the summer and every 12 weeks in the winter oh mercy don't get me started uh, yeah. <laughs> um and once a month on the interceptor and also you know when you're going out in the woods you can put on um canine advantix my dad loves this dog okay um she's then pretty lovable she is she's a great dog she is um I'm just a little jealous because she replaced me <laughs> <laughs> as the favorite daughter. Oh, no. <laughs> Tough break. Yeah. That's hard. It is hard. At least she's cute. Yeah. Um, yeah, she is. But it's anyway, creepy. so, so you know, he has a whole different regimen than I do because it works for him and it keeps her protected. Yeah. So Absolutely. We, and there's, a, yeah, there's a million different ways you can do yes. it. And we have options. So if you are confused, worried, concerned just want to know what your options are yeah let us know because we are this is something we talk about ad nauseum every day every day yeah we are happy to continue to talk about it yeah i mean that's a standard question i have for every owner is what heart prevention are you on Mm -hmm. and if they say none i say which one do you want to be on do you have a preference or do you want to talk through it yeah because this is like just 101 dog health Mm -hmm. stuff i mean most basic you know rabies rabies and heart prevention. prevention Yeah, if we can do all the other things, great, um, because it's, you know, so safe to do things like the Bordetella vaccine, and of course, flu is an issue now, and lepto, um, you know, is something that we, I think, even underdiagnose, mm-hmm. um, and so all those things are important, but heart and prevention is just flat common, mm-hmm. and rabies is something you just can't mess around with. Yeah. 
not worth it. No, so. you gotta protect your family. Yeah, yeah, it's a bad mammer jammer. Yeah, and so. Then, so protect your family, protect your dog. Yeah. That's our order. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and you'll thank us later. Or you won't, like, you won't even have, like, you'll be like, I gave my dog prevention and nothing ever happens. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> That's the goal. That was the goal. That you never have to go through what we just described. Yes, that you never have to say thank you for preventing it because it just never even crosses your mind. Yeah. So, um, okay, I think we covered all of the things. Okay. Great. We even mentioned cats. We did. We talked about them and their and their weird heartworm stuff. So, um, prevention for everybody. If you have any questions, that's what we're here for. That's sure. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.